I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're kicking off State of Origin 1 tonight from Townsville. I'm lucky enough to be joined this afternoon by Natty. Welcome back, mate. G'day, brother. What's doing? Nah, not too much, mate. Very excited. Got my bourbon glass ready, ready to rock and roll. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm pumped, mate. I'm harder than a cat's head. I've got to work tonight, but um, hopefully I get to watch a little bit of the game. Now, mate, obviously for those that aren't aware, you're a Queenslander yourself, yeah? I am. I am. Tell you uh, what, I think last year was one of the most difficult things I've ever had to watch just quietly. Yeah, look, no one saw that coming, did they? I mean, on paper, it was just, I mean, New South Wales were just worlds ahead of Queensland. And it was you know, back to that old case that, you know, they were the downtrodden, they were the underdogs, and, you know, they just fell right into Queensland's hands. Um, played amazing. And like I always like to say with Queensland, it's soul versus talent. And if on the night, the soul's just... Just a little bit better than the talent. They'll always get there. And, mate, I think last night the biggest win to come out of that series last year was probably the emergence of Harry Grant in Game 3. Uh, he really is going to be a mainstayer in this team for the next decade, isn't he? Oh, 100%. And if he's healthy, uh, I can't see Cook keeping him out of the kangaroo side either. Yeah, mate, I reckon it's terrible timing for Reid Marnie. This might be the only shot he gets to get in over... Um, over Harry Grant or, or even to get some game time realistically. I mean, the guy hasn't played 80 minutes since probably, I, I would guess, August last year when, at the back end of last season for the Tigers. So for them to back him in to do 80 minutes here, we're hearing that AJ Brimson might play a bit of nine. I'm not sure how much I'm buying into that at the moment. Nah, it's Jake Friend all over again, isn't it? Oh, mate, it, it's Stuart McGill. It is just going to be an absolute nightmare for Reid Marnie. And I mean, God, you know, I, hopefully I'm wrong, but... Just it's hard to imagine Reid Marnie could play better than what he has the last 10 weeks as well. Um, exactly. He's played worlds above his weight. Um, and, yeah, like you said, to not get picked in this side, and obviously they're giving Harry Grant the nod. And to be, to be fair, I think it's the right call. Harry Grant's just some sort of special talent. He's once-in-a-generation type of player, isn't he? 
Oh, mate, without a doubt. I mean, I, I don't have to talk about this bloke anymore. Obviously, mate, let's dive into tonight. Now, uh, the game was meant to be down there in Melbourne, COVID. It's absolutely fisted us once again. So the game's been moved to Townsville. You slippery bloody bastards, you've done it again, haven't you? Mate, to be honest, as a Queenslander, I don't like it. Because I'd rather it be in Melbourne or Sydney. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be warm up there. It's going to be a dry track. This is this is all New South Wales. Like, you look at the back line for New South Wales. This is playing straight into their hands. This is going to be beautiful for them. They're going to be swinging the ball from left to right. If anything, Queensland want the ground to be dewy, a little bit colder, so that they can condense the defence and keep New South Wales sort of in the middle of the field. But... So, I mean, yeah, the crowd plays into it a little bit, but I think it plays into the into New South Wales as well. These boys love it when the boos are just coming at them. You know, it gets them up for the game. So, to be honest, as a Queensland fan, I'm not stoked about it. Paul Green sent you the script too, has he? Yep. Yep. Just come through then. Mate, I guess, as, as we said, obviously, as you just said then, I think the track, it does play into the hands of the New South Wales Blues, but there's no doubt about it. Having a home crowd, I mean, oh, fuck. I, I, it'll, it'll be like trying to play Where's Wally trying to find a blue jersey there tonight. I definitely think the home crowd is an advantage. The dry track, though, it definitely does play into their hands, no doubt about it. I was doing a bit of research this morning. Uh, since there's been three ga- a three-game series, there's been 19 game ones played in Queensland. Amazingly, the Blues have won 10 of them. They've actually got a better record in game one in Queensland, which blew me away. Mm, yeah, that is crazy, isn't it? I mean, yeah, 10 out of 19 is pretty close to 50-50. But yeah, I mean, it's anyone's game. And it goes down to a lot of things. It goes down to how they adjudicate the game. That's a big thing that I'm worried about. Obviously, they've over the last couple of rounds, they've definitely eased up um, on the uh, on the crackdown a little bit, probably in preparation for this game. Uh, but with the calibre of players that are out, out there, if there's a sin bin, these teams are going to capitalise on that. It's going to be 6-12 points, you know, like 12, 12 against 13 in the Origin Arena is a lot different to 12 versus 13 in Clubland. Mate, I love the talk that's been around the last few days about this gentleman's agreement as well to not stay down. I mean, <laughs> not a hope in hell, right? Fuck me. If you're given, bullshit. if there's an opportunity to get a penalty 20 metres in front of the sticks, blokes are going to take it every day of the week. I have no doubt about that. Mate, it's narrativeville, and we all would love to believe that, yes, it's a gentleman's agreement, and they're going to tough it out. It's going to be a throwback to the old days where you just get up and get on with it. But, yeah, like you said, points get you the win, and everyone wants the win. Mate, everyone's saying, oh, it's not origin if you're taking dives. I I get that, but in fucking 15 years' time when we're we're looking back, we're not going to remember someone not taking a dive and then not winning. They're going to remember who won the goddamn game, and that's what it comes down to. We know this game is going to be close. It's going to come down to those moments. I'll tell you one thing that does stand out for me when I look at this Queensland side, mate, is that outside of Val Holmes... I mean, there really isn't a noted goal kicker in this side. I think we're both expecting this game to be very tight. Uh, do you see it being an issue? The way Val Holmes has been kicking of late, um, I'm not too concerned. Uh, but, yeah, when he's compared to a goal kicker like Nathan Cleary, obviously, uh, you know, New South Wales has the, the advantage there. But I'm not too worried. He has been slotting him pretty well. Mate, uh, as you mentioned there, Nathan Cleary, let's dive into those Penrith Panthers halves and the combos there. Obviously, Nathan Cleary, he's been under pressure for a couple of years now. Obviously, last year, didn't quite deliver in that Origin Series, didn't quite deliver on Grand Final Day. He started this season 
as well as you possibly could. He has just been unbelievable to start this season. His team's undefeated with him in the side. They lost last week with him out uh, to the West Tigers. Obviously, I, I think that just helps the cause of Nathan Cleary showing how well he's going. His partner, Jerome Luai, he has been lighting it up for 18 months now. An incredibly instinctive footballer. Uh, there has been a lot of talk this week about, obviously, you have so much more time when you're playing just at first grade level, going to origin level. It's going to be a new pace for him. How do you see these two halves going? Yeah, look, like you said, Nathan Cleary in the origin origin arena really hasn't delivered like we thought he would, so I'm waiting for that to happen, and it will. He's that type of player. He's one of the best, if not the best halfback in the game. So that'll come, and it might be this series. But the thing, as a Queensland fan, I look at Jerome Luai, and I'm stoked with that. I'm stoked with that pick. He's got he's been picked off the back of Nathan Cleary, and of late I've seen Jerome Luai get lost in games. Now, when Panthers are up against it and they're in an arm wrestle, you don't see the best out of Jerome Luai. You see the best out of Jerome Luai when they're leading by 30. They're playing backyard football. They're throwing no-look passes out the back. He's chip-kicking, grubbering through. They're having fun. They're high-fiving, you know, doing their little handshake bit bullshit, whatever. That's where you see the best of Jerome Luai. I haven't seen Jerome Luai play that real down-and-dirty type rugby league that State of Origin is. So... To me, I think it may be a, a failed experiment, sort of like Cody Walker was. Um, I'm happy to be proven long cause I'm, wrong because I'm a big fan of Luai. I think he's a fantastic talent. I just think there's certain players that are great at clubland and it doesn't translate into origin. Now, for me, I probably would have played Jack White at six and said, Nathan Cleary, it's your team. Play both sides of the field. Do whatever the fuck you want. And Jack White, and you just run hard, brother. A big body, big 5'8". That's the type of 5'8 you want um, in the Origin Arena. Tell you what, you did a cracking impersonation of someone that's not a fan of Jerome Luai. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, he's he's fantastic. But And as as a super coach owner, like I own him in a couple of leagues, I've been very disappointed with him of late. Um, and look, when Panthers aren't leading by 20, 30 points, you just... You just don't see him. And so I'm worried about that with Luai, especially. It's a huge occasion, debuting. Um, I'd be sending a lot of traffic his way if I was the Queenslanders. Mate, there's, oh, I've got one big pro and one big con for these uh, the, these New South Wales halves, obviously coming from Penrith. I think the one big pro is that they get Isaiah Yo playing in jersey 13. He is sensational through through the centre third. He lays a lot of their shape on. He's improved out of sight in the last 18 months as well. I think that's a massive positive for them. I think especially for Nathan Cleary, that's going to be huge having Isaiah Yo out there. I'm the biggest Victor Radley fan in the world. I still think this year I would have probably gone with Isaiah Yo to fit into this combo. The one thing that worries me with Jerome Jerome Luai is that he's so used to having Viliami kick out on the outside of him. Now, obviously, such a lethal runner, so dangerous, but it's the shape that he's been able to play this year. So it's Jerome Luai, and, and he's able to hit him on the front man. He's able to go under his, his center. There's a heap of movement that they've been doing with Viliami kick out this year. And for me, he's now partnered with Tariq Sims, who's a very one-dimensional player compared to that of Viliami kick out. I see that being a big test for Luai. How do you see that one going? Yeah, 100%. And you look at the players on the outside of him, outside of Tarek Sims, like once the ball gets out there with Latrell uh, uh, Mitchell and the Fox, I mean, it's almost over. So I can see the Queenslanders getting up and smothering Jerome Luai just before he gets the ball, hitting him hard, hitting him late, just terrorizing him just to get him off his game. 
And once that happens, I think you'll see that left potent potency die down a little bit. Um, because, I mean, we see what he can do with the ball, right? He's got more try assists than Nathan Cleary for the Panthers. He he can put the ball in a dime when he wants to, and with those weapons outside of him, you know, he can do just about anything if he's on, on his game on the night. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of these boys... So he's playing left. You know, you've got uh, Felice Kafusi um, on the right for the Queenslanders. I, I can see him getting up and just bashing Luai. Mate, the one thing that I think plays into his hands is, and I'm not sure how they're going to line up because I believe both are right-side wingers, depending who is defending on that side for Queensland, whether they go for Kyle Felt. Now, he is one guy that I really do think New South Wales can get the better of there. Defensively, Mm. there have always been issues there. I think that if he's the man marking up against Fox and against Latrell Mitchell, there could be some serious Barney rubble there. This, this is my most hated pick, right? I was, I'm was i happy to have Val Holmes at fullback. He's in form. I think he's a better pick than AJ um, at the back. But to bring in Kyle Felt, I mean, one of my betting commandments is to always take the winger in an anytime try scorer who's up against Kyle Felt. He is notorious for getting up and crushing the center. Every single play, he loves a rush in. So I've got a feeling he will play right wing because we've seen Coates play left at origin level so Felt will be right that means the Fox will be running at him so you're right it's going to be Felt versus Mitchell and uh, the Fox and mate it'll happen again and again Kyle Felt will get drawn in from Latrell Mitchell every single play Fox will be out there probably get a triple and, mate, we've seen the hands that Latrell Mitchell has shown, especially this year. I mean, they are just silky at the moment. And especially with a mate, uh, one, one of his uh, um, Indigenous brothers outside him, Josh Adokar. I mean, I, I saw him do an interview earlier saying he sort of – it was almost like he got sort of choked up at the opportunity to play with Fox out there. These two, they are going to be on. And I think the other thing that will be interesting with Jerome Luai down that left edge, when you see him go down there for the Penrith Panthers, that's his show to run. Uh, you don't see Dylan Edwards chiming in there as much down that edge. It's more just the Jerome Luai show. I think it'll be very interesting. I can't see Tedesco taking a backward step from going down that left edge. So as much as it gives them more strike, it is a little bit different for Jerome Luai. He hasn't played with James Tedesco before. He hasn't played with a fullback like James Tedesco before either. It's another aspect that I think is going to be very interesting down that left edge, which... Could be absolute dynamite. Mm. The only thing that worries me is Tariq Sims. He's probably not the footballer I would have gone for on that edge. I'd love to see a Liam Martin start there. I'd even move Cam Murray to that side, potentially. I think there's so much potential there, and you're sort of putting... I just not. I I don't want to bag Tariq Sims here, but he just doesn't have that high end X factor that some of these other guys have when they're able to break their line, they're able to get to their elbows and knees. He's just more of a safe stock standard back rower. And personally, with Jerome Law, who's used to a kick out out there, I would have wanted more out of that edge. I think you'll see about twenty three block plays out of Tarek Sims. Just get the get the hell out of the way, Tarek, and just let the boys out the back do the work. Well, mate, that's sort of what it what it feels like for me. I, I you know, once again, I, it's a pick that I don't understand. Freddie Freddie gets it more than me, but even like I would have been so much more happy to see a Ryan Madison out on there. Like, I obviously understand that normally it would be Angus Crichton. He would absolutely dominate on that edge. I'd be so much more confident if it was Angus Crichton. But with Angus Frizzell out. I don't know, the Tariq Sims one, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the picks where you just go, yeah, it just doesn't fit in with the team. But, I mean, time will tell, won't it? Oh, mate, for sure. And I guess, mate, we've spoken about the left side. Over to the right side for the Blues and uh, Tom Trevojevic. 
Uh, the form that he is in at the moment is simply incredible. And the last time we saw him play Origin, uh, he was playing right centre as well. Uh, you know, I'll never forget that that game one in the pissing rain. I think he scored three tries. He was unbelievable that evening. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the centres and it's just frightening. Latrell Mitchell, Tom Travojevic. I mean, the the form that these two are in, it yeah, it is fucking frightening as a Queenslander. Uh, I'm just hoping that you know the boys are a bit rusty playing centre. And I assume probably the one thing in Queensland's favour is that I, off the top of my head, I imagine that it will be Dane Gagai that'll be marking Tom Travojevic. I'm not exactly sure how this is going to to set up here because we know that Dan Gog, Dan Gagai can play both sides of the field and we know that he has had success marking Latrell Mitchell. Last time he went up, went head-to-head with Latrell, Dan Gagai won that battle and really put Latrell off his game. So it could go either way. You could see, obviously, Kurt Capewell is playing uh, right edge at the moment. He could go up against Latrell. Obviously, both very physical players and then you've got a really good defending centre in Gagai up against Tom Travojevic who's a bit more fleet footed uh, than Latrell so that makes sense as well so I'm not sure it could go either way it, it's another one of these things mate that you know it's not overly relevant but good god the way that Queensland they just name a squad I don't know why New South Wales constantly go and name their team you obviously don't have to it doesn't make sense to me mm, mm, yeah, yeah they always do don't they but yeah Queensland have gone with a team to try and defend New South Wales. And that is usually the case. Um, it's They've picked some centres here. This is a bit of a throwback centre pairing. Um, you know, back in the day when Paul Bowman used to get picked every time? Yep. And it's like, you're just out there to defend and defend well. Um, so they're obviously just trying to to lock down this potent attack of Luttrell, Tom, Fox, To'o, um, and keep them in check. Because if these boys get ahead of steam it it could be 13 plus mate before we dive into some of the queensland players the last guy i want to touch on and he's my predicted man of the match for tonight sports bets got him at six dollars fifty james tedesco i feel like enough people are talking about teddy right now he's always proven to be a big game specialist uh you have a look over the last few weeks obviously the roosters injuries galore sam walker's come in and you can see james tedesco he's sort of adapted his game to fit around the likes of sam walker i feel like back in this new south wales side he'll be pushing up through the middle it'll be a little bit more of a structured footy side where tedesco will be able to able to apply himself more often rather than sort of just playing a support role that he's doing at the Sydney Roosters at the moment. I think Tedesco, not enough people are talking about him. He got ruled out of game three last year with that HIA. I think he'll be fired up for a big one here. 100%, mate. He's a big game player. He's an origin player. On the big stages, you know, he always puts his hand up and plays his best footy. So that $6.50 is crazy. Mate, talking of big game players, Cameron Munster, obviously the Wally Lewis medalist last year. That performance in Game 3 was unbelievable. Game 2, he obviously got knocked out, and New South Wales, they they, they just ran a muck over Queensland. Munster this time, he's coming in sober. Uh, he's obviously had a bit of an injury cloud over him for a little while. Are you expecting the best out of Cameron Munster tonight? Yeah, mate, sober is debatable. Obviously, they've been in camp for a few days. But, um, yeah, he is Queensland. He is Queensland. If we don't have Cameron Munster, we have no shot. He uh, epitomizes everything that Queensland's about. He goes to another level. I mean, from his head to his fucking toes, he is a Maroons player. And um, we always see the best out of Cameron Munster um, on this stage. So I'm glad he's in the side. And to be honest, even if he's running at 80%, we need him because um, he'll, he'll lift. 
Sportsbet's got him running at $7 for the best on ground. Um, Harry Grant at 11 I think it has to be one of these two if they're going to win, doesn't it? Yeah, look, if if Queensland win, Aaron Munster will be all over it. He'll have his fingerprints all over this game. Uh, the other bloke I like is Dan Gagai at $26. We know what Dan Gagai is like in Origin, so if you like a little bit of a long shot, um, Dan Gagai is your man. I feel like Cameron Munster too, mate. I, I mean, like we've just been talking about him all season as far as Supercoach goes that uh, he's not really exploding he's not doing his best but we always look he's averaging 80 he's always just doing enough and you always feel like he's saving something in the tank for a big moment and as we learned last year Origin it's probably his favourite moment isn't it oh yeah oh he lives for this this is this is this is him Mad Dog Munster fuck he'll be out there he'll be niggling um, you know, he'll be he'll be pushing blokes, he'll be getting under blokes' skin, um, he'll be putting plays on him, making runs, breaking tackles. I mean, he's my favorite origin player in this team, obviously, and that's that goes without saying, really. And if we if we're gonna come close in this game, it's it's gonna come down to Cameron Munster. And it's as simple as that. Now, mate, off the back of last year, of course, Queensland with an unbelievable victory. We have already mentioned Cam Munster. He brained it in that game. But he sort of brained it off the back of what we've heard in origin folklore. It's only, it's only last year, but it's already grown so much that, a, that Wayne Bennett gave him an all-time spray at halftime of Game 3, and he came out and just killed it in the second half. Wayne Bennett, for me, mate, he is the biggest loss for the Queensland Maroons heading into this series. Yeah, I, I agree. I reckon, you know, not much coaching goes on um, at origin level. It's just more about, you know, getting the boys together, bonding and getting them up for the game. And nobody's better than that than Wayne Bennett. You know, he's a man manager and he always has been. And I think he always puts that before he's coaching. And that's why a lot of players like to play under him. So it's a huge loss. However, Green, he's got, he's been there. He's done it. Um, he's got a lot of really good blokes in camp that'll help getting these boys up. I think Cameron Munster will probably take a, a bit more of a leadership role with this group now that Wayne Bennett's not there, but I totally agree it's a massive loss. I just look at Paul Green, mate, and I look at the last few years of his coaching, You know, especially after JT retired. I mean, his ability to be able to get the best out of blokes, it has to be questioned, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, and I think that's why he surrounded himself with some ex-players and, and um, got some blokes in camp to give him a hand with that because he obviously struggles with it. going to be the last voice that they hear before they run out for Queensland. Do you think it will be Paul Green, or does he hand that duties over to a Billy Slater or a JT? I think it has to be. If he doesn't, he's a fucking moron. It has to be an ex-player. It has to be someone that knows what this jersey's about, who's bled for it, and someone that these younger blokes can look up to you know you know Paul Grant's a long time since he put the fucking Maroons jersey on so someone that these these kids like Xavier Coates and and the like that you know it's fresh in their minds they've watched these guys run around for the for the Queenslanders they've been fans one of these guys JT Slater you know get out there and um, give them a good rev up and I think that's the best way to get these boys up for it I mean Paul Grant's probably said all he needs to say already he doesn't see it need to say it anymore. You mentioned the- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Boys. You mentioned Xavier Coates just before, and this is a guy that obviously we saw him take on Brian Toto a couple of weeks ago. It was probably two months ago now, and he definitely got the better of him in the air. Brad Fittler, he has selected Brian Toto, and, I mean, it would have been extremely hard to leave him out. Uh, I, I think he's the best player coming out of his own end in our game at the moment, which uh, I think it's more important now than it ever has been. Uh, obviously, this battle in the air, I mean, we're, we're pretty sure you're going to see Brian Toto land on the right edge. We're still not sure how the Queensland ones will line up, but whoever it is, whether it's Felt, whether it's Xavier Coates, two guys that are absolute specialists in the air. I'm not actually sure which one I'd rather take on in the air, to be honest with you. Do you see this being an issue for Brian To'o? 100%, man. And I, I guarantee wherever To'o is, Coates will be marking up against him. Um, it's just, I mean, it, I think what Coates is six foot five? Six foot to- a million. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. is about five foot nine. So even without jumping, it's an issue. So it'd be stupid not to match them up. And I have no doubt there is going to be some changing up between Travojevic and Brian To'o, but I just... I just don't think it's a bulletproof way to to, to get away with this huge advantage they're handing over to the Queenslanders. Oh, 100%. And I mean, I get why he's been picked. I'm a huge To'o fan. He'll make 30 runs tonight. He will. Um, But just with his height, it's nothing he can do about it. He will just get out-jumped again and again it's as simple as that and if so that'll be the right edge so uh and i'll be the left so that's cameron munsters right so yeah you got munster putting um bombs up for uh, xavier coates up against brian to Mate, another thing that we've been talking about for a long time, and I, I think tonight once again it's going to be critical it's going to be the makeup of the bench and for me when I compare these two benches, I think it's a knockout victory to New South Wales to have Junior Paulo, Payne Haas coming off the bench. And then I assume when Liam Martin comes on, you'll see Liam Martin. He could play through the middle. I would probably lean towards him moving out to the edge and then moving Cam Murray to the middle, which just adds another little bonus for the New South Wales Blues. How, how do you see the bench lining up here? No, oh, mate. Like you said, it's a knockout victory. Jack Whiten, so versatile, can fit so many. I mean, he can play anywhere on the field, to be honest. He's big enough and skillful enough. Junior Paulo Payne has the biggest and scariest men in football. And then Liam Martin, I mean, country strong, crushes tins and skulls for fun. It's a fantastic bench. I think Junior Paulo, mate, he, he's going to be crucial here. The way that he's able to come on and and move the ball around, I think it's just going to be so dangerous. Let, let me ask you this. If if there's no injuries for the Blues, when does Jack Wyden enter the fray and what sort of a role does he play? Sorry, mate. There? You just cut out a bit. Oh, fuck, what did I say? Um, uh, Can you hear me still? <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Yeah, good. Uh, mate, I think Junior Paulo is going to be crucial coming off the bench here. The ball plane that he's going to bring, such a big body as well. He's going to be lethal. Let me ask you this, though. If there's no injuries to the New South Wales Blues, when does Jack Widener enter the game and what sort of a role does he play? Yeah, it's it's interesting. He might come in and rove around at the 13, maybe. Uh, I, I can't see him resting any of the backs if there's no injuries in the backs. Um, if Jerome Luai starts to struggle and they can see him struggling out there, he might come in and play six. Um, but other than that, yeah, he might just come in and be given a license to roam in the middle. Mate, he's the sort of footballer that you would almost rather an injury and him have to go in and play a position. He's the sort of guy that if if I know Freddie said to him, hey, just go and play footy, fuck, it is a lethal prospect, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, that's when he's playing his best football. I, I hate to see him in a structure where he's... I, I, to be honest, when the Raiders had George Williams and, you know, he was running the side, he was the captain, he was the general, that's when you saw the best out of Jack White because he didn't have to worry about running the side and putting plays on. He was just playing Cliffy Lyons football, up, eyes up and just doing what he wants, tucking and running when there was an opportunity, and that's when you see the best out of Jackie. Mate, for me as a New South Wales fan, when I look at this Queensland lineup, obviously Grant and Munster, they worry me the, the most. But the next guy gives me absolute fits in the Jersey 14, AJ Brimson. Him sniffing around the middle, he could really be a huge game breaker for Queensland tonight. Yep. If they use him right, if they bring him on with tired bodies in the middle, uh, he'll create havoc. And there has been whispers that they'll bring him on and he'll play in the middle. Not sure how that's going to go, but I do like his pace. His turn of pace um, in the middle when there's blokes struggling and, and blowing big ones. And it will happen in this game. Not only is it's a massive occasion, uh, the boys are anxious, the boys are fired up. Um, they'll be blowing after 10 minutes, but you've also got, also got the six again calls um, and the sin bins is an issue. So in 15 minutes, I reckon there's going to be a lot of hands on hips. For sure, mate. And, oh, God, the, the way this game's going to start, it is just going to be belt and bash. And then that's just where I think this New South Wales bench is going to be so crucial. But, geez, if Queensland can just hang in the contest there and you can get AJ Brimson on the field, it could be anything. I, I think this is constantly where I think, fuck, if they had KP on the field, this could be anything for Queensland. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm pretty excited about Valentine Holmes. I think he's been in some really good form of late. Uh, I think he could be an X factor for Queensland as well. I like the way he's been sweeping on both sides of the field. He's an extra set of hands uh, in the attacking plays as well. I think he'll be very hard to stop. I think people are overlooking the, um, the potency that he brings to this side as well. Nutty, mate, I'm going New South Wales 20, Queensland 16. What's your score prediction? Yeah, it's going to be pretty similar. I'll go 24 Queensland to 20 New South Wales. I think it'll be very close. Uh, I said to you before the podcast, last year I bet with my head. This year I'm going to bet with my heart because, fuck, you just you got to give them a shot. It's It doesn't matter who's on the sheet. They're always in it. Mate, let's give a bit of jam for our listeners. Some of our bets coming out of this game. Uh, let's go man of the match first. Uh, I've got Tedesco at 6.50 on Sportsbet. I've already spoken about why I like him as my man of the match. Who have you got, mate? Yeah, look, uh, I do love Latrell Mitchell, but like I said before, I'm I'm big. With my man of the match, I do like to, to throw up a long odds bet. So Dango guy at $26 is my go. Yeah, my, my smokey there was Latrell at $23. I think he's just primed to return to this arena. I think that um, it's it's funny what we remember. 2018, he absolutely brained it. He almost finished the career of Will Chambers. 2019, he has a bad game. That's all we remember. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, and to be honest, he's a better player. He's a much better player, more mature. Um, his ball playing has gone to the, the next level. Like, you'll see him chiming into this back line, and be, he'll always be trying to put Fox away rather than tucking in and running himself. He's just that type of player now. And I think also, mate, we look back to that game in 2019 where, you know, he, he had a shocker, no doubt about it. People said he couldn't handle the big stages. I mean, fast forward four months later, he delivers the winning play for the Roosters in the grand final. This guy, he is just made for games like this. And I've taken him as my first try scorer. I think he will have really early impact on this game. I've got him at $13 on Sportsbet. Who's your first try scorer, mate? 
Mate, you can't go past the Fox. I mean, it's eight dollars, but he's almost he's a he's a mortal lock to score anytime. He has to be in every multi you put on. But um yeah, as as a first try scorer, you can't go past him. But for my for my long odds, I don't mind Nathan Cleary at twenty three dollars. I think there's a lot of potency either side of him, and I think the eyes will be on blokes like Tom, Latrell, Addo Carr. And I think it just he might find some space, Nathan Cleary. And we've seen his running game step up a notch in the, this year. He scored a lot of tries, so it's not bad for you know a good price, twenty three dollars. My first try, Smokey, mate. I did have a good look at Damian Cook, but I ended up going with Jerome Luai at $26, playing out on that left edge. I assume most of their shape will be very similar to the Penrith Panthers. They'll get to those right sticks. They'll unleash it down that left edge. And I just think Jerome Luai playing with a number of new guys, it might... The, the combinations might not be perfect, and if anything does break down, I think he's at his most dangerous when he's playing just eyes up footy, and I have no doubt that early in this contest, he's going to take a couple of runs to get himself into it. I'm sure that'll be the advice from just about everyone in that New South Wales camp. So I'll take Latrell Mitchell first try. I'll take Jerome the wise, my little smoky. Are we ready for some same-game multis here? Oh, mate, am I ready? Please, I live for it. All right, I've got anytime try scorers. I've gone for Latrell and James Tedesco. I'm going to go New South Wales 1-12, to 12, and then halftime, I'm going to go under 20.5 points. That's coming in at $40.25 on Sportsbet. What's your same game multi, mate? Ooh, that's sexy. I've gone Queensland with 1-12. Uh, to 12. I've gone Queensland... Uh, plus two and a half at the at the half. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it might even be a draw at halftime. Um, second half, the highest scoring half. First try converted, yes. Coates and Fox to score. And with the sports bet power play, that gets you 53 to one, baby. Mate, if I gave you the overs or unders one and a half for sin biddings, what would you take? Mm, I'll go over. Overs one and a half, yeah? Yeah. God, I yeah, hope I, you're wrong. I just think, I just think, I think guys are going to be really tired. I think, I think they're going to be blowing in this one. And when you see these big boys um, tired, that's when their tackling technique sort of goes out the w- window a little bit, and you'll see a few shots get go high. And I think eventually, you know, I'm I'm sure that the referees will probably try and keep it in the pocket as much as humanly possible. But at one point. It's just they're going to have to send someone. Otherwise, it's going to be a bad look. Mate, obviously the sin biddings and whatnot, that's a new rule that we'll see in Origin for the first time this year. But we did see last year the six-again rule already part of Origin. Obviously last year, a little bit different to your average Origin series at the end of the season. A lot of guys, let's be honest here, had come off six or seven weeks of playing no football. Is tonight going to be the fastest Origin we've ever seen? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. And I hope it is because... I want to see Harry Grant, AJ Brimson, Ballantyne Holmes for Queensland really rip up through the middle. I think that if that's the game script that happens, I think I think that plays into Queensland's hands a little bit. You would think normally that this would suit Damien Cook's game, but we haven't seen him take advantage of this this up-tempo game. But we have seen Harry Grant and what he can do with quick play the ball and some space in the middle of the ruck. So, yeah, I hope it's quick. Nate, mate, all the best tonight. Hopefully you don't have to do too much work so you can keep your eyes on it. Uh, mate, I want to wish you all the best, but I, I don't at the same time. Up the blues tonight. Let's get the job Queensland, done. Queensland. Let's go, baby. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 